0: Hey guys, this is Morsheth and you're listening to Unhandled Exception show. Today we'll be talking about how to get started with machine learning with Jafkirat. Let's get started. Mind giving us some insight in your background and your journey in the world of machine learning.
1: Okay. Uh, so my name is Jafkirat Singh. Uh, so what I've been in this industry for machine learning industry for the last three, three and a half years. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I started, like straight out of college, I have started working as a machine learning engineer. Okay. So my journey actually started while I was a student at Thapar University, Thapar University in Patiala, Punjab. And okay. there, uh, during my second year of uh, engineering, I was actually exploring what I want to do. I was doing mm-hmm. projects uh, across various domains. My first project was, in fact, desktop app development. I used JavaFX and all. I was doing those kind of projects and I okay. transferred over to started learning Python and did this cryptography uh, project and mm-hmm. then only I, I, towards the end of my second year I had uh, heard of the term of machine learning for the very first time and uh, actually that is a funny thing because that is what uh, I actually actually ended up choosing, choosing and this was because of a summer course I took at Harper University under a professor. Mm-hmm. And he got me really excited into this field, into, into machine learning. I actually remember the day one on that of that course mm-hmm. in which uh, he showed me a GIF of, of again, a generative, uh, generative adversary of networks uh, with which he was turning a, an image of a horse to a, that of a zebra. He was adding stripes and changing the colors. So that thing actually caught my attention and actually got me really excited into this. Mm-hmm. And, and I decided that, okay, I'm going to, uh, build more projects into this field. And eventually, uh, when I sat into my placements, uh, at Harper university, I got that, got the only company that visited for machine learning profile. And I got in, into that company itself. So since then it's been three, three and a half years in this industry. And I've been working as a machine learning engineer since.
0: That's awesome. And you share your, share some content and social media as well to educate.
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, I post regularly on Twitter, sometimes on LinkedIn, not that much, but mostly Twitter. I started recently only. So that's where I prefer. Uh, If anybody wants to connect with me, that's a really good platform.
0: Absolutely. I will make sure to add your link, uh, your social media link uh, so that people can find you. Um, thank you. What exactly is machine learning and why is it one of the most exciting fields in technology today?
1: Okay. Uh, let's take an example here. So how basically wh- how we learn is through experiences, right? So
0: mm-hmm. whatever
1: wherever we are, we reach there through experiences, we do trial and error and we get there. So machine learning is about the same ideas, but instead applied to machines. We want to train the machine to learn from its experiences to solve some other problems. So solve a similar kind of problem. So okay. let's take image direction uh, or object classification, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. So in object classification, we are showing it hundreds of images of a certain object saying, okay, we show hundreds of images of this box and say this is a box of airports. And when it sees it again, uh, next time it can tell that okay, it's a airport. So it's like teaching it through multiple examples and same kind of examples again and again and making it learn uh what it is. So that's how that's a basic context of machine learning.
0: That's really cool. Uh, is there any practical applications uh, that uh, of machine learning that you can uh, share with us? Uh, with so, AirPod. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so one, I'm actually very, um, it's ChatGPT is already there. So I, I'm assuming everybody is using it. So it's actually a generative version of it where. It is trained on huge corpus of basically a huge amount of text data. And now when you ask it some question, it knows from its previous experience that this is what the answer should be. And it is writing it uh, for you on the chat itself. And uh, right now, if you want, uh, if you look into how it is being applied in the industry, one of the coolest example that I've seen is traffic management so there is a city i think it's being done in amsterdam where uh, they are incorporating ai or machine learning into how they can manage the traffic flow like if if there is a certain if a certain direction has more traffic then they can uh, reduce the red light time and uh, accordingly adju- keep on adjusting it so that's the one of the coolest example that i've come across and second i think would be uh, second example I came across is a startup that was developing this solution for uh, solving problems, so chemistry problems you could say, so we would show it a chemical equation problem and you can click a photo and a photo of it if you don't understand and it will explain it to you, the whole solution. Now ChatGPT can also do that but this one was fine-tuned for that particular problem itself for uh, school-level problems, so it was actually really cool to see. That kind of problem happening, and it was actually faster than ChatGPT in getting you the answer as well. So that is actually one really good examples as well.
0: Those are great examples. Thanks for sharing. Um, for someone who is getting started, can you explain some core concepts and technologies for machine learning in a way that's easy for someone who like for an easy for easy for a beginner to understand?
1: Okay. Uh, so the core premise or the core problem that uh, machine learning uh, has is uh, you need to develop a solution that works consistently consistently and reliably now mm-hmm. there are algorithms uh, you you implement but the challenge that you face is sometimes you will exceed the uh, you will uh, train the model or develop an algorithm that is actually too good and it will perform really well on whatever historical uh, data that you provided it to it is going to train, do very well on that okay. or sometimes it is going to be too terrible uh it will not be able to correlate any historical information that you provided any historical experience that you are giving it so okay it's the the main agenda here with machine learning is to find that sweet spot where it, it is working the working consistently and reliably and giving you the same kind of results, same, uh, accuracy throughout, uh, throughout the time. So that's one of the key challenges that we're trying to solve with machine learning. And this whole concept is actually, uh, a term There is uh, if you, if it is performing really well, uh, on let's previous exper- experiences. And it's, let's say you showed this, uh, pieces of AirPods, right? Box of AirPods, mm-hmm. and you showed it, it hundred times. Now, it, it's white in color, but next time you're showing it, it, somebody has a cover on it, a red color cover, and it may not be able to identify. So it is not able to relate it to experiences. So that's, um, that's, it, it's called overfitting, it's performing very really well, when it sees the same example again and again. But when it is uh, an The other way around is you have already shown this hundred times, but when you show it again, it is still not able to know what it is. So it's that's the that's where the underfitting problem comes in. So we want to find the right, uh, uh, right value at which we can solve for both. Actually, we can do consistently. uh, It can perform consistently every time.
0: That's very nice. And is that something you do in your day-to-day job, finding optimal solution uh, to a problem to, uh, to get to a solution faster? Uh,
1: yeah, that's, an, uh, that's actually a day-to-day job uh, in the field of machine learning as well. It's, it, there are automated libraries to do so these days. But, uh, so it's a little bit easy uh, comparatively, but yeah, it's a part of a job.
0: Very nice how can someone with no prior experience in programming or data science in general embark on their journey into machine learning?
1: Um, my opinion would be that there should be some prior experience in programming, mm-hmm. at least in any programming language so that you are actually comfortable with writing code, uh, at least structuring your code and, and what oops concepts are and mm-hmm. know the data structures as well. So because machine learning, it would be a very steep curve if you don't know, uh, the prior experience in programming, uh, programming it itself, data science, you can learn on the go alongside machine learning as in, when the terms are coming, uh, as in when the terms are coming in while you're learning. So that's not going to be hard, but if you don't have a programming language, you are actually learning three things. In parallel, you are learning programming. You are learning mathematics. You are learning okay. uh, uh, algorithms for machine learning. So it's, okay. it can be a little tricky and hard, and you can get a little. It can get o- overwhelming really quickly. Okay. So programming experience is needed, in in uh, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, so some data structure and algorithm, uh, some object-oriented programming knowledge, and after having some foundational knowledge, then uh, start wor- uh, working on some machine learning. Uh, yeah, right. Cool. Um, what are fundamental skills and prerequisites someone should uh, have before diving into machine learning? We did talk about uh, you know data structure, algorithm, and object-oriented programming. Are there other right. specific skill set you can think of? Um, Not really. I I mean, these are primarily
1: all the prerequisites. So if you have a little bit experience, not a lot of it, I mean, you can solve the problems. If if you if I give you a programming question, just a programming question, you are able to solve it, you can get started with machine learning, you should not be uh, worrying for other things.
0: Very nice. Uh, what are some of the essential steps to take when planning a machine learning project from start to finish?
1: Okay. Uh, so there are two ways to think of it. So let's mm-hmm. say if you're starting from a core project idea, so you have a project idea and that is what you want to implement. You can, uh, the very first step would be to identify the kind of data that will solve this problem data that uh, so how you can start with it is, for example, you can go on Kaggle. Kaggle is a really good source for data sets, model uh, data Mm -hmm. sets and learning resources, competitions in machine learning, which you can explore. Uh, So Kaggle has a very, uh, quite a big library of data sets that you can verify and check from. Okay. uh, Second approach would be finding it on Google data search, data set search. It's a separate site itself from Google that is dedicated to searching for data sets. And once you get the data, the very first step would be analyzing it, um, analyzing if uh, it is solving the problem, uh, it, it is enough to solve a problem, then basically cleaning the data and organizing it in the form our machine learning models be, would be needing. Okay. There are prerequisites uh, like, uh, for example, it, it cannot contain missing data, if it there is a missing data in the mm. in the the data that you're working with you need to take care of it Uh, so once you've taken care of it then the then the core part the sexy part of the job comes in (laughs) from developing the machine learning algorithms Uh, and actually to be very very honest the development of the algorithms takes less than 10 percent of your whole time of the whole pipeline okay less than 10 percent of your time that's good to know and (laughs) right and then once you have that algorithms developed or the model developed, that's when you develop the APIs or a deployment service around that model to serve it, basically, so that customers or people can interact with your model. So that's the whole basic pipeline. Uh, it, if it is a more enterprise oriented, there would be one additional step where it would be uh, where you would be evaluating the model on the flow so when uh production itself when you have deployed the model you have created the api you, have, you have deployed mm-hmm. it there would be regularly monitoring of it and if there is any issues you will just go back to algorithm development step and uh, so it's a recursive process you, you keep on going back to the algorithm development model development process if there is any issue that that comes in after development yeah so that's the kind of pipeline uh that happens here
0: okay so starting with a data set then you clean the data set organize the data set and then you um um, work on kind of finding um like a start developing it which is like 10 percent of the work and um do you have any kind of any common algorithm that you can share with us that you consistently use uh in your machine learning project absolutely so so if you're dealing with tabular data sets, so it's
1: very likely to be solved. Uh, it's very likely that your problem is going to be solved by HD boost libraries or light GBM libraries. These are these are prominently used in the industry as well. So these two are uh, the best at the moment in uh, dealing with the tabular data. Uh, don't jump right into it. There is a prerequisites uh, to these li- to learning these libraries, but you, you get the idea. For text data, uh, uh, like if if you're building something like ChatGPT, mm-hmm. uh, so it's you'll be needing some. Um, you can build it with PyTorch or Keras, uh, which uh, it's a RNN network. So RNN LSTM library uh, layers that you can incorporate so you can look into keras and pytorch okay. both are, both have the different ecosystem of it but both are really good so it's it's up to it's up to you which you want to work with
0: cool what are some common challenges and pitfalls that beginners should be aware of when starting with a machine learning project or learning machine learning um, I think the biggest challenge that beginners face,
1: uh, which I've seen from interviews as well that Mm -hmm. I've taken for uh, during my previous jobs, Mm -hmm. uh, is they focus too much on building complicated solutions. It it is a challenge because ML machine learning is something that uh, you have so many new fancy algorithms in it. So you are always going to uh, try out newer and newer algorithms to solve the problem. Uh, to just get that 0.1% improvement on an improvement in accuracy, that's what Kaggle uh, is all. Kaggle is all about. Uh, competitions is all about uh, develop, working with fancier algorithms to just get 0.1% improvement. And the what this becomes is when you, when I've seen it, what I've seen in interviews is uh, you are not able to explain the problem, the algorithm properly because. Many of times, there will be algorithms that we also don't know in interviews. Yeah. Uh, nobody using these fancy algorithms in production, it's very less unless pre- uh, used. So it's very unlikely that a person from in a job would be knowing uh, those algorithms as well. So you just keep on uh, probing the person to understand what the algorithm is algorithm is doing, and they won't be able to properly explain it. So this, this tells me that the person is just Using Python uh, library without core understanding of the concept, uh, because these days, I, uh, let's say we are building a circuit. Uh, let's say you are building a decision tree model. Okay. Um, it's a, a sim, it's a, one of the simpler models. Uh, so uh, there is a li- it is pre-defined in Scikit-learn library, and you can just it's just a one-line code to just get the uh, decision tree model from that Scikit-learn library, and to fine-tune it, basically finding the right uh, balance between overfitting and underfitting that we talked about, finding that right balance, you, there is another just a few lines of code that you need to write. But if you cannot explain the decision tree algorithm
0: algorithm,
1: mm-hmm. uh, when you've been, you're being asked, then it tells me that you just know that, okay, there is this Python code that I need to write, and it was uh, that doesn't tell me that if you, you really know the concept that we're talking about. So yeah, That is the pitfall uh, that beginners do fall in, that Run for fancier algorithms. so that's what I always suggest. get the work done from uh, with a couple of algorithms that you're confident with. Uh, and if you're implementing a new one, pro- learn it properly so that you can handle uh, you can handle the questions around it.
0: Yeah, I love the idea of that starting small, uh, start with the basic, uh, learn like couple of algorithm really well and able to explain that really well to the employer and not be over-reliant on uh, frameworks and libraries uh, to perform right. your job. Uh, that totally makes sense. Um, these days, the frameworks and library can make our life so much easier, but that can also make us over-reliant. And when we Absolutely. run into any complex challenges, um, you know, yeah, it can be very problematic.
1: Yeah. Right, and to avoid this pitfall, actually, one really good idea is uh, when you learn a new algorithm, just mm-hmm. implement it from scratch for once like try implementing it from scratch if you're learning decision tree or if you're learning a k-nearest neighbor's algorithm just okay. try implementing it from scratch it's not going it's going to take you about a few hours to implement compared to like like five minutes with an API mm-hmm. uh, but you will really get into the concepts you will fully understand the underlying concepts if you try to do that so that's the best way to try out try it out
0: cool and you mentioned you started out with python are there any specific programming languages that are beginner friendly for learning and implementing machine learning models
1: uh, python itself is the uh, de facto language for machine learning okay uh, people do generally you do sometimes use r but it is more inclined to academic fields python is what is being used in uh, engineering and companies as well so okay. that's where most of the focus is you only in the more advanced versions you will sometimes use something else but that would come only when you have developed the algorithm and you are developing the api version model de- deployment side of things then you are dealing with other languages but till algorithm development it is all python
0: okay uh, uh, how much of uh, python someone actually need to know to uh, get started
1: um, To get started, Uh, you can get started right away. I mean, if you have any programming language experience, right, so Hmm. learning Python is very easy. It's it's actually one of the easiest languages to learn. Uh, If if you're, if um, there is this uh, website called real Python, and there is, uh, I've forgotten the YouTube channel name, uh, a free code camp. So they have this four hour long video, I think on Python, and that's all you need um, in that's all you need about Python to get started in machine learning, or literally anything from Python that just does four hours, and that's all you need.
0: That's awesome. Are there any uh, machine learning framework or libraries available which would be ideal for beginners uh, to start with? Um, you mentioned Py- PyTorch, right? Uh, uh, right? What else can we get started with? Uh, so, PyTorch is not for
1: straight uh, uh, complete beginners. It's mm-hmm. a, a deep learning library, so where you will be de- developing, uh, working with natural de- text data or image processing data. But mm-hmm. uh, for complete beginners, it's uh, good to have knowledge of Scikit Learn. It's the it it contains many algorithms pre implemented in it, and you can use that library itself uh, and once you are comfortable with Scikit-learn, then they, then you can proceed to XGBoost that I mentioned, LightGBM, uh, and Keras and PyTorch. But the big, for a complete starter that is starting today, Scikit-learn should be the first priority.
0: Okay, good to know. And would you recommend any online courses, books, uh, resources for someone starting their journey into machine learning? Um, uh, I'm going to add the. Link of the YouTube channel you mentioned, so that you know uh, anyone can kind of watch the four-hour-long course. Uh, anything else that you want to share with us? Okay, uh, so for
1: machine learning, uh, there is this uh, you, there is a YouTube channel called StatQuest uh, that okay. I always recommend somebody that asks me about machine learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has, I think, one of the most consistent. Uh, consistent videos uh, and consistently good videos across all the topics that you should be knowing about. Uh, it is theory only, no practical hands on. So uh, once you understand the concept, you can implement it yourself because there won't be any, uh, anybody coding it along with you on the YouTube video itself. Uh, and probably the next good source for hands on would be the Kaggle itself. Kaggle has this a learn tab. You, if you go to Kaggle, there is a learn tab on there. We'll, mm-hmm. You will find Jupyter notebooks across various topics that you can okay. uh, check out uh, and that is a really good source for hands-on learning and I think these two would be the best for the beginners, okay. I would refrain re- suggesting anybody, anybody to go for any Udemy or other courses but this is these two are the best sources and free one as well
0: yeah yeah i think starting the free one is a good idea <laughs> right yeah well thank you so much for uh, sharing your knowledge on machine learning it's been very invaluable uh, for us um, and thanks for being part of the show okay.
1: thank you thank you for inviting me
0: absolutely